I think most of us know the general story of Madam C.J. Walker, not as the laundress, but as the entrepreneur, the black female millionaire. But despite her circumstances, she was unable to shake that feeling of wanting and knowing she was meant for more, which I think led her into her final act, I should say. And I think that's also what pulled me into the space that I'm in right now. I would say for you, whatever is coming to mind for you, like deciding to start a business or just compelled to get the promotion or even get the time you deserve with your family by advocating for like the flexibility, there are lessons that I think black women who are living unfulfilled can use to transform their lives and live in their purpose like Madam C.J. Walker. You're listening to the Melanin and Medicine Podcast. The show that teaches Black women in medicine how to live more fulfilled lives and go from just surviving to thriving. I'm your host, Dr. Omolara Thomas-Uemedimo, physician, researcher, professor, social entrepreneur, wife, and mom of two. Whether it be reducing burnout, rediscovering your why, improving work-life integration, navigating racism, or just trying to keep it all together, my guests and I always have you covered. It's time to get inspired, get a plan, and get to work. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Melanin and Medicine podcast. It's Omolara, and I hope you all are well. (laughs) I am just thinking about the fact that we are midway through June, which is absolutely crazy to me. Right, because I always think about June as kind of the last hurrah sometimes in the year because it's kind of the halfway point, right? Like after June, all bets are off. We have to figure out how we're going to make things happen. And so this month, as you all know, has been a month that I've been really focused on Own Your Power. Uh, we have a boot camp called Own Your Power now. It's a course basically that we just decided to literally bring out of the program. As many of you know, I have a mastermind for physicians or Black physician women. And one of the things that I'm realizing as I talk to many of them and talk about like their pivot and how they want to do things differently, a lot of the issue is not actually the logistics or the strategy, but really unlearning, unlearning a lot of the things that we have been socialized to focus on, which is what other people think and the negative self-talk, really not like harnessing our power. And so Own Your Power Bootcamp came from something that I was feeling, which was that I know how to do it. I have all the steps, I have the network, but I just don't believe I can move into the space that I want to, honestly. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about that. (laughs) We know talking a little bit about how a lot of times we know what we need to do next and it's absolutely frightening, but it's also absolutely necessary. And so we're going to talk through how we get there. How do we get to the, the pull the trigger per se? So first and foremost, I want you all to make sure that you, if you haven't checked out the Own Your Power Bootcamp, make sure you check into this course because a lot of times, many of the women who I get to connect with are not, first of all, are not Black physician women, but also resonate with what is happening that I talk about, whether it be on my Twitter, or whether it be on my Instagram, or on my Facebook. And a lot of times they ask me, okay, how 
you know, what should I do first? And I, I honestly think the first thing is unlearning. Before we can create, we need to eliminate. So if you have not checked out the Own Your Power Bootcamp, check that out. It's at melaninandmedicine.co forward slash power bootcamp. So if you go to melaninandmedicine.co forward slash power bootcamp, you can check out, learn about our course and take it because it will it will honestly change your life. And so I wanted to share that with you guys before we ramp into the episode. So today, like I said, we're going to be talking about kind of what are the tools and the things that we need to be shifting into in order to take that action, right? A lot of us are very, very comfortable with learning everything and learning and learning and learning to ad nauseum until we know everything, whether that be from Google or YouTube University, and then being stuck and not not shifting. And so I want to share a little bit about my story and then share a little bit about how that happened for me and what have been some of the things that I've learned that really just catapult us into movement. Why I say this is because as somebody who was working pretty much full time in 2020 and then left her job at the end of 2020 and is now a full time entrepreneur, it can be like the amount of growth that I've seen. If I don't look back, you know, I might miss and really not recognize the amount of growth, both in, in our company, but all in the women we serve, but also in terms of like personal development. And honestly, I've heard people say it, but entrepreneurship is like an ongoing crash course into self-development because every time you hit a roadblock, you have to figure out, okay, what's wrong with me? What am I doing? And you have to go into that. So I am truly excited to talk with you guys because if you asked me a few years ago whether I, a black woman who wanted to be a pediatrician since I was five, guys, since I was five, was going to be an entrepreneur, the answer would have been a resounding and very adamant no. Okay? (laughs) No. I like the stability, my salary. Yes, just pop it into my direct deposit. I'm very happy. But Now, as the founder of two startups, not just one, I don't mention Strong Children Wellness, which is our group practice. Not only as the founder of two startups in the past two years, I'm now very well aware of how things quickly can change. And for many of you who probably are listening to this episode, you're probably feeling an itch or feeling that tension or that voice. And yeah, if you're feeling that, I'm talking to you. I'm talking straight directly to you. So I was minding my own business, doing what physicians do, wake up, go to a hospital clinic, see patients, do paperwork, and do it all over again. And in between that, find some time to sleep, take care of our family, you know, make sure that bills are paid, all of that stuff. So I was being a good researcher as well, writing grants, leading research teams, implementing, evaluating projects. And I was also being a good academic professor, supervising resident physicians, creating curricula, mentoring physicians, most often black women physicians. And when I got home each day, I would begin my hardest job, which was being mom, right? Enough said. I don't need to say anything. Y'all know. So this is what I want to say. Like, look, and I think a lot of us get at this point where looking from the outside, 
It's like, why should I not be content, right? There are many people who don't have the comforts that I have. I went to school, of course, for 511 years, as many of you to have now these 511 jobs. And despite my jobs, I receive one paycheck, right? One paycheck that I think was likely drastically lower given all of the input and information that we hear about wage discrimination, drastically lower than many of my counterparts who were white males who actually did do only one job, (laughs) okay? Yet I carried on because I can hear the voice. You have to work twice as hard to get half as far. And, you know, I believed it, honestly. And after some time, Running on empty, I come to the realization that I was no longer happy. Now, any of you there, any of you have been there, you can say amen if you if you have. But I was also completely at a loss for what could be an alternate option in my life. And this physician researcher professor job with the one paycheck is the one that I was told was the end goal, the one that I needed to strive for, the one I had received rigorous training for, the one job that I was feeling less and less connected to and less passionate about. So I don't know if it's a midlife crisis, y'all. I don't know what it is, but I think it was just an evolution where we a lot of times for a decade, we're not allowed to evolve. Like as we go to med school, as we go into uh, residency, you know, we're not allowed to, and even pre-med, we're not allowed to evolve. We have to stay focused. So I think it was just the natural evolution of being a human being and having shifting goals and, and a shifting life. And so one of the things that I also recognize was I could not identify any other profitable skills I possessed, right? I was very blasé. I was very like, I can't see what else I could do, given that I had two kids, a husband, a mortgage that was like extremely dependent on me keeping my job, you know? And I think for many of us, we're breadwinners or co-breadwinners. And so it's not like we can just leap into things. But as many of you have heard my story in terms of my hospitalization and my diagnosis of multiple sclerosis, it wasn't until I experienced those core hard lessons that I was able to finally carve a path towards fulfillment. And that included getting off of this very well demarcated path and heading into the bushes, y'all, because it's deep. It's like a forest and you're like, where am I going? What's happening? And I decided to start my own business. As you all know, the podcast, of course, Melanin and Medicine is one of those pieces. And for a type A perfectionist who liked the idea of a relatively stable paycheck, I entered into these bushes like kicking and screaming. It was like, there's absolutely no other way. Okay, fine. I'm going in the bushes. (laughs) I say this because I want you to recognize that now... Looking back, many of us can be like, yes, I ventured on into the entrepreneurship world. That was just my calling. That was not my story. You heard my story. My story was like, is there absolutely no way that I can get a paycheck any otherwise and and like keep my dignity and and not be devalued? Okay, fine. All right. I I guess I'll start something on my own. That was kind of how I, I ventured into the work that I do today and really recognizing kind of what did I have. But I recently, you know, I've been reading more about Madam C.J. Walker. Many of us know of her, right, as like one of the most famous first Black 
millionaires, right? And her hopelessness initially, and, and as, I, as I read more about her and her story, that resonated deeply with me, despite we have drastically different jobs, right? She was a laundress, but we both were Black women. We both were underpaid. We both were overworked. We both were tired moms who did our best to follow the path that was available to us in our times. And it's saddening to me, as I was reading more about her story, there's a book called Black Millionaires. I think that's what it's called. It was saddening to reflect on how I'd lived the same narrative in the present. This is over a hundred years later. And it's a narrative where insanely talented Black women continue to settle and deprive the world of their genius, honestly, by not living in their passion or their mission or their purpose. Now, as a founder of, of Melanin and Medicine and being able to support women to pivot into what they're called to do, I'll, just so I'm clear, that doesn't mean that everyone's be, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, but it means maybe there is a different promotion that you need or a different leadership position or maybe it means that you need to create something on the side and diversify your income but whatever that is so that you can do something that's of your own that really fulfills you when I spoke with more and more of the black women both physicians and even those from other professions the truth was clear that I was not alone Are you feeling burnt out, isolated, unclear about the future, overwhelmed, or just fearful about taking the next steps towards your goal? I want you to know that you're not alone and you don't have to stay there. I know this because I was you. And as Black women in medicine, we do so much for others that it's easy to say that our needs and our goals and priorities don't matter. Well, they do. And you do. So I want to invite you to learn more about our Empower community and our signature programs. Empowered is the only community helping elevate, educate, and empower Black women in medicine in a safe space with our unique success system that helps them to rediscover their purpose, refine the skills, create a strategy, and build the team that they need to achieve their vision without struggle or resorting to self-sacrifice. So if you're ready to walk into your greatness together, I'd love to invite you to a discovery call with me. Dr. Omolara, CEO of Melanin and Medicine and founder of Empowered. You can connect with me at www.melaninandmedicine.co and click on work with me. Let's hop on a discovery call where I can learn more about you, what your goals are, what's holding you back, and how my team and I can support you. Head to the link in the show notes to book a call. I look forward to speaking with you soon. I think most of us know the general story of Madam C.J. Walker, not as the laundress, but as the entrepreneur, the Black female millionaire. But despite her circumstances, she was unable to shake that feeling of wanting and knowing she was meant for more, which I think led her into her final act, I should say. And I think that's also what pulled me into the space that I'm in right now. I would say for you, whatever is coming to mind for you, like deciding to start a business or just compelled to get the promotion or even get the time you deserve with your family by advocating for like the flexibility, there are lessons that I think black women who are living unfulfilled can use to transform their lives and live in their purpose like Madam C.J. Walker. So I think I have five lessons 
think I did that. Now, don't get me if they if it's six. I think it's five though. <laughs> okay. So the first lesson is story. So one of the first lessons that was apparent from the reading that I've done about Madam C.J. Walker was her willingness to tell her story. Her power to connect with audiences and and potential clients, I think, emanated from her vulnerability about her past life, her pain, and the transformation. And as Black women, we are judged so often, right, by how we speak, how we dress, our hair, our skin color, that often we've molded and crafted ourselves to be someone who is flawless and less susceptible, quote unquote, less susceptible to judgment. And This wall does protect us, but it also keeps us from the relationships that could potentially propel us forward, whether it be connecting with loved ones, potential clients, expanding our networks. And our progress is always going to be limited by our capacity to share our story, which is that conduit that I believe allows others to see not only our weakness, but our strength and resilience. And so one of the lessons that I've been learning is really about That doesn't mean telling all your business to everyone, but how can I really think about the places that I've grown and learned and are resolved and then use that as a grounding point for talking with other women and helping them and or other whoever it is, other other people, whatever that, you know, that focus that you have is. So the second lesson was skill. And this had to do with The fact that Madam C.J. Walker was a laundress, not a hair growth chemist, okay, (laughs) right? Yet she realized that her passion for helping women through challenging hair journeys and that much bigger impact it had on their lives and well-being. So she took hair and she said, it's not just about the hair, people, right? And so she also realized that to truly be competitive and move forward, she was going to have to invest time, money, and energy into honing her skills and quote unquote her product. And so in her story, she spends like constant days and weeks improving the capacity to create the product. And we often see that the vision of where we want to be, but aren't willing to take a little bit of time to invest on that, especially and especially not the money to invest in ourselves. So, you know, we are really quick to drop a dime on our kids, on all of these things outside of the capacity of ourselves because oftentimes we're not seeing ourselves and the real investment, right? Of like putting money towards what it is that your growth, we don't see that as an investment. And we too often see it as spending instead of seeing that that investment is going to reap a lot because it's actually about you and you getting to a level that you can create more in your life. So I think we forego building the skills in ourselves, which will reap that much larger return. And the mantra, honestly, is that you get what you pay for. Everyone's heard that, right? It's honestly so true. I hope it's clear on the other side, right, what you get in the future when you decide not to pay with your time and money now right? You don't get that bang for your buck. You don't get that growth, that new level. If we think that the money that we're spending or the time that we're spending is finite and that it's wasted instead of seeing kind of like, oh, this is going towards something bigger. Lesson three was stretch. So I very often say if you're not, if you're comfortable, then you're probably not growing. And I think I didn't, I didn't come up with that. I think think somebody came up with that. I'm not sure who, but if you're comfortable, you're not growing. 
And that's true. Madam C.J. Walker, she made this truly bold decision that required her to stretch her face. She moved her entire family to a completely different state. Now, all of our visions do not require us to move to a different state, but they often will require us to be uncomfortable. So it may mean becoming more visible. It may mean having to try something completely new and get into that beginner's mindset. It may even mean the da-da-da having to ask for help. And that gets to lesson four, which is support. And it was clear that from her story that Madam CJ was not afraid of asking for help. We actually, like, if I if we read the story, she had literally everyone <laughs> that could, could, that she could, involved in creating this dream. I think, you know, her husband was, like, supporting, doing some of, like, the washing even of hair, her daughter helping her sell the product. Her ability to realize early that the resources she needed to execute her vision didn't have to be absolutely perfect, that she could use what was in front of her, like her family, right? And too often, we don't want others to know our vision. We're scared it's probably too ridiculous or too big, and we're scared to let people know because what if we fail? With that, we lose out on many of our biggest supporters to help make our dreams a reality. And so I think I want to just... Make sure that you're thinking too around, what am I scared of? Am I scared of failure? And and I'm scared of letting of what other people might think, right? That goes back to the own your power bootcamp that I talked about. Letting go of what other people think, I think is like the second lesson in it. And there's 28 lessons (laughs) in it over 10 weeks. And I think that this is really important to understand how often this keeps us back and keeps us slow in terms of getting to the place where we want to be. That's a clear example of how unlearning that is going to be really important. And then lesson five is struggle. It would have been really impressive if as soon as, you know, she opened her doors to sell her products, customers started coming in droves to buy the product. And she experienced what I think most of us experienced in the beginning. You launch, you do it, you let it out to the world, and it doesn't reap the benefits that you thought, or not the benefits, but it doesn't reap the outcome that you thought it was going to reap in the beginning. And the one thing you can do is you can take the direction of, oh, this is a fail, I'm out. Or, oh, what am I learning from this and how can I shift? And too often, we a lot of us choose the former and we say, well, I tried it, I'm done. That's why getting really clear about what your purpose is, because if you know that that's like, it's a given, like it's, it's a purpose for you to actually achieve what it is you're, you're setting your, your sights on, then you can't just give it up because you know there's no other option. Like this has to work. And it's you finally allowing in space to think about, okay, if it didn't happen this way, let's try this way. No, let's try this way. So I believe that she used the failed launch as a sign that the business, no, it wasn't her. I think it was her, her husband like was like, Oh, this failed that first um, choice that I talked about. Let's stop. Let's go. Let's go back home. Let's like go back to our original life. This was nice, but you know, look, it's not going to happen. And what it did instead, Madam CJ Walker took the other option, which was making that failure make her more creative and think of new ways to attract clients leaving the comfort of her home not having people come to her but getting out on the road and offering her product for free in order to capture more eyes and more attention 
And the power of struggle, the power of struggle, y'all, I might, I might start preaching, but the power of struggle while uncomfortable, frustrating, depressing, <laughs> is that it is the birthplace of creativity and genius as well. I want to ask you a quick question, but are you running from struggle or embracing it to see what it gives you, what ideas it gives you, what's on the other side of it? Just to recap those five lessons sharing your story, investing in your skills, investing in honing your skills with time and money, stretching yourself, and then getting the support and embracing struggle. For many of us, self-preservation is a core foundation of all of this. It's a place where we have to think about ourselves as worthy of putting the time and energy into us because we know it's going to reap an award for reap a reward for so many others. So... For Black women, we continue to fight this constant judgment, discrimination, devaluing, and when we choose self-preservation over self-sacrifice. So I'm going to say that again. Are you choosing self-preservation over self-sacrifice or are you doing the other? Because we can't do both at the same time. So we absolutely must be vulnerable and coming together because... This is not just like embracing those five lessons is not just about us. It's really about this next generation. I have two daughters, right, who call me out, okay? Call me out when I'm not practicing what I preach. And I think that's absolutely amazing because now I know there's a generational legacy around self-preservation, which I think many of us did not grow up with. And I think we can change that story. So this is a battle for our lives and our next generation. And therefore, it's not one that would be nice. It's one that we must win. So I'm hoping that this is helpful for just some reflection on where is the lesson that you need to take home in terms of, I know there's this thing I want to do. I know I need to shift. Is it being more vulnerable to share your story? Is it finally settling down and investing some time into building a skill or unlearning (laughs) some of the things that you need to unlearn to build a better foundation for doing the work? Is it that you need to stretch a little bit and stretch your ideas, stretch your comfort out of your comfort zone? Is it that you need the support system and you're not asking? Or is it that, you know, once you've seen struggle, you kind of tap out or are you actually embracing it? So those are my big thoughts. I hope that this is helpful. And I would love to find out how this is connecting with you, what you feel you need to do differently after you've heard this. Please, please, please DM me. Instagram is my DM place of choice, but you can find Melanin and Medicine on any of the social platforms. But I would love to hear that. Most importantly, don't forget to review us, okay? Like, just take a little bit of time and just pop in, like, how you either like this podcast. Hopefully, you'll binge on some of the other episodes. And I hope that this is helpful for this week for you. So take it with love. And I will speak to you guys next week. Take care, guys. And don't forget to put yourselves first. Bye.